All right, so if you weren't here last week, we started a new series called Hashtag Relationship Goals. Hashtag Relationship Goals. What we're trying to do through the month of October is walk through relationships. I try to do this every year because I feel like relationships are such a prevalent topic in, in your generation and, and where you're at and uh, you know how do we how do we date? What are we looking for? All these different questions we're asking. So last week we looked at baggage. And so if you want to go back and look at or listen to that, get on our uh, podcast and you'll be able to go back and listen to the one on baggage. I think it's super, super helpful for you as you're looking into relationships. What are you carrying around in your life? What are you carrying around in your life? And to be able to deal with that before you get into a relationship. So we're going to talk about another area that you probably don't like to talk too much about. And it's this area of singleness this area of singleness. How do we use our singleness? How do we see our singleness? And how do we navigate our singleness? Because in reality, probably a majority of you are there right now. Majority of you are probably there right now. So how do we use this time that we're in this singleness to, to the way that God wants us to use it? So, so I was thinking a little bit about this. When I was 21, I decided that was enough. I'm going to move out of my parents' house. So I moved out of my parents' house, and I got this apartment over on Sandusky Street. If you're from Ashland, you know where Sandusky Street is. I went over there, and there was this guy. He owned a house that was kind of like a duplex. There was like an apartment on the top part, and there was an apartment on the bottom part. So the top part became available. Actually, my brother used to live there before I went moved in there. Him and his wife, before they got a house, they lived there right when they got married. And so they moved out, and I said, I'm going to take this because I think it will be a great place to live. It's just me, um, not too expensive rent, just got to pay for utilities on top of that. I should, this should be fine. This should be great. So I move into this when I turn 21, and I start living there. Um, and it's definitely different if you guys haven't. Um, which I don't think any of you have, you shouldn't um, be living on your own at this point. It's a very interesting feeling to be on your own. When you like grow up and, and you're always around your parents and always around your family, even if you like are only a single child or you only have one other brother or sister, it, it's still weird to be on your own. And so it was kind of weird uh, for me the first month when I was living there. But one of the things that I love about each and every day and, and I always do it, Shannon can attest to this, is I always take a shower. I can't go a day without a shower. I, I used to not be that way. I used to go days without a shower. I didn't care. I was single. Who cares? But now that I'm married, I have to have a shower every day. I have to have a shower. So that was one of the first things I looked at when I looked at this apartment. Is what does the bathroom situation look like? How's the shower? What's the water pressure? You know, I don't want one of those showers that the water just kind of like dribbles out. You know, we don't want one of them. We want a shower that's got some pressure to it. We want something that's going to be kind of spacious, not crammed. Um, I, I just want to know the bathroom situation so that I, I can enjoy my shower routine. And so every day I get up. Um, when I lived in my apartment, I worked this job where I worked at 4 a.m. to 1 in the afternoon. And so I have to get up at 3.30. And I would take a shower every morning at 3.30 so I would um, get ready and then I'd go to work. And so there was one morning I got up. At 3.30, I go to turn the shower on, and I don't know how you guys do showers, but I turn the, sh the shower on, and then I wait for it kind of to heat up, okay? So I turn the shower on, wait for it to heat up, kind of do some different things, you know, brush my hair, brush my teeth, all that kind of stuff, and, and then I stick my hand in the shower, and it's still kind of cold. I mean, it's been five minutes. I thought, well, this is interesting. So I kind of wait a little longer. And it still doesn't get any warmer. And I look down and it's like, you know, 345 and I got to get to work. So I'm like, I just got to jump in. So I take a cold shower. Worst thing in the entire world. I don't know how, 
how especially you feel when you wake up, but at 3.45 in the morning, the last thing I want to do is jump in the shower with a cold shower. So I said, I don't have time, so I just got to do it. So I get in there. The next day, we were going on vacation. So it was the last day I was working. Then I was going on vacation with my family. We were going to Myrtle Beach. So I was like, well, you know, we'll just, we'll just let the guy know. That's kind of like our landlord. He can take a look at it while I'm gone for a week. So I let him know. I leave for vacation the next week. I come home, and I, I know probably you guys have the same feeling. Once you get home, it's like the greatest feeling from vacation. Vacation's fun, but it's like then I'm back in my own bed. I'm in my own house. I get to use my own shower, and so I'm excited. You know, I, I get back in my apartment. I go upstairs, get home. I think it was later in the afternoon, early evening, and I'm like, I'm going to take a shower. This is going to be great. Turn on the shower, hop in, not even thinking, because I'm like, you know, he's probably taking care of this. Straight cold. Entire shower. Tire shower is cold. I said, this is ridiculous. So I, I call him and he's talking to me. He said, yeah, man, I totally forgot about that. You know, there's nobody living downstairs. You can go use that shower. And so I went downstairs and used that shower till they figured out like my pilot light on my hot water tank was out. So they fixed it and it was all good. But for those moments that I didn't have hot water, I finally realized how much of a gift or how much I enjoyed hot showers, but it was only until I didn't have hot showers that I realized how significant and valuable this was. And I think sometimes in our lives, we, we don't see the significance, the value of something until we don't have it anymore. And then we're able to step back and go, wow, I, I, I kind of wish I still had that. Now, I want you to understand as we talk about singleness, I don't want you, if you're looking towards a relationship or in your future when you have a relationship, to look back and say, wow, I wish I was still single. That's not what I'm saying. But I want you to be able to see that if you use this time, that you're not going to have to do that, that you're going to see the value in the time that you have in this singleness, that you're going to enjoy the gift that it is for now, so that when you don't have it anymore, you can look back and say, wow, that was, that was good. That was enjoyable. Because singleness is a gift. Whether you want to accept it or not, singleness is a gift. Singleness is a gift you should enjoy, but it is hard to talk about, and it's hard to be single. I mean, you go back to Genesis, in Genesis chapter 2, I believe it was, and he says, man is not meant to be alone. So we are wired for relationships. Each and every one of you is wired to be in relationships. Now, I also understand, and I can't stand up here and promise you, that every single one of you is going to get married. Not all of you are going to get married. A significant number of you will. Significant number of you will, but not everybody will get married. It's just the reality. And so as you're thinking about that, don't plan on, okay, Taylor said not all of us are going to get married. I think I fall in that category, so I'm just going to stay single my whole life. I'm not saying that. But what I want you to hopefully understand as we walk through the next like 10 minutes is how do you see singleness as this gift that you can enjoy, that in all reality has nothing to do with relationships? when you use singleness to what it's supposed to be. Singleness is a gift. It's hard to talk about. We're meant to be in relationships. What does Paul say? He says this in 1 Corinthians 7, 7. He says, I wish, I wish everyone was single, just as I am. Yet each person has a special gift from God of one kind or another. So what Paul's saying here is, hey, I wish everybody was single. Why does he say that? Why does he say that? He says that, I believe, because Paul has this ability in his singleness to not have to worry about a wife, not have to worry about a family, not have this responsibility so that he can just travel around 
all over in Asia, in Europe, all those areas over there, and just spread the gospel and do what he wants for Jesus without having to worry about a family where he's like, hey, I'll be back in two weeks when I, when I get back from this road trip. No, he can just go, doesn't have the responsibility. So he says, I wish everyone were single because they could experience what it's like to go all in for Jesus and not have to worry about this responsibility. But then he says at the end, each person has a special gift from God, one kind or another. I believe he's alluding to not everybody has this gift of singleness. Not everybody has the ability to be single their entire lives and enjoy in their singleness and just rely on God. I think of somebody like Betsy Becker, who we support here at, at, at Grace, and she's over um, in Asia, and, and she is single. She's single. She's not necessarily looking for a relationship. She's just trying to do what God's called her to do. She's just trying to live out God's purpose in her life and not worry about a relationship. That's what it looks like when you start to see singleness as a gift. So not all of you will be single, but Paul says, hey, if you were single... Here's what you could do. So what is the whole point and significance of this season of singleness? Two, two quick things I want to share with you. The season of singleness is your time to fall in love with Jesus. This season of singleness is your moment to say, I want to fall in love with Jesus. I want to go after Jesus. I want to go after this relationship. So in all reality, your singleness is not you preparing for a relationship in the sense of, okay, I got to get money in the bank. I got to get my life together. I got to start looking for my future family. Really what your singleness is, is you falling in love with Jesus in this relationship so you can begin to get the vertical relationship right. Because as I've said before, if you don't get the vertical relationship right, you'll never get the horizontal relationships right. We're all out here worried about, I want a girlfriend, I want a boyfriend, I want to be in a relationship, and we don't even have this relationship right. We can't even fall in love with the person that created me, but also created relationships. So how do you expect to get fall in love and get relationships right with somebody else here on this earth if you can't with Jesus? It's back to the My Heart Christ Home little booklet where he's sitting at the fireplace day after day, desperately waiting for you to come sit with him at the fireplace and just spend time with him and build the relationship. And so many of you are looking at that, at Jesus sitting there by the fireplace every day and just walking past and walking out the door. And you expect to get a relationship right here on this earth? Paul says in Philippians 4, 11 and 12, not that I was ever in need for I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it's with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little. You say this doesn't have anything to do with relationships. Yeah, but Paul understood no matter what season of life he was in, he was content with Jesus. That Jesus was the love of his life. That Jesus was the fulfillment of his life. That Jesus was the satisfaction of your life. One of the most amazing things or one of the hottest qualities you want to say about a woman or a guy is when they're pursuing Jesus. I'll tell you that right now. I'll tell you that right now. Something that caught my eye with Shannon, not just her looks, because that did catch my eye. But I saw somebody 
that said, I want to go after Jesus. I want to dive in in this relationship. And I don't care about relationships right now. If one comes along, sure, I'd love to be in a relationship. But I want to pursue Jesus with my whole heart. And, and, and I'll just look over and see if Jesus brings somebody along for the ride with me. She wasn't looking out there in her singleness going, okay, yeah, I see see that person. They're, they're a little too short for me. That guy, you know, he's... He's a, little, he's a little too chubby for me, so we'll just, that guy's got too short a hair, or that guy's bald. So No, she wasn't doing that in her singleness. She said, okay, this is a season for me to fall in love with Jesus. And we've got it all wrong in this world that we're trying to use this time of singleness to be scoping the area that we got so that we can find somebody to fall in love with. But I'm telling you, When you begin to fall in love with Jesus, your life changes on the outside, which gets you ready for a relationship. Okay? Because you might have heard me say, well, then you're not supposed to be looking for a relationship. You're supposed to look for a relationship, but, but you're supposed to pursue Jesus with a whole heart. And out of falling in love with Jesus, your life is going to transform from the inside out that as you're pursuing Jesus, people that are also pursuing Jesus are being are going to begin to catch your eye. Single people should be some of the most on-fire people for Jesus that we have in the church. Single people should be the people that are spearheading a lot of these ministries, diving into different things, events, whatever it is, because they don't have the responsibility of somebody else. Their only goal right now is to fall in love with the one relationship that matters, and so they should be all in. They should be falling in love. It shouldn't matter. If you're single or not, that shouldn't be the status, shouldn't be the mindset you have. Well, I'm single, so so I don't have somebody to kind of help me along in this life. No, no, no. Your singleness is your time to fall in love with Jesus. That's what matters. Single people have the ability to do so much. Go on mission trips, be a part of different events, be in small groups, be a part of different ministries because you don't have to check with your, your wife or your husband or where we're at now with the child. It's like, I got to check with Shannon if I got something to do. I got to make sure that I'm spending time with my daughter too. I got all these different responsibilities. It's a little harder for me to just jump in where somebody could call you up on a Wednesday night and say, hey, let's get together and study the Bible. You can do that. But not if your relationship with Jesus doesn't matter. If Jesus doesn't matter to you, you're you're wasting this gift of singleness that you could really be going all in for. 1 Corinthians 7.17 says this, Each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you and remain as you were when God first called you. This is my rule for all of the churches. So many of us don't like this verse. Because you hear this first part, each of you should continue to live in whatever situation the Lord has placed you. If I were to have you raise your hand, probably 80% of you, I'm just guessing, are going to say, yes, I'm single. God has placed you in a season of singleness. Live there. Don't live in singleness, but fantasy relationship. It's one of the worst things you can do. The season that God has called you in, the place that God has called you in, live in that moment, pursuing Him with everything you got, and don't worry about relationships. We're so concerned in singleness to get to this point that we're not realizing the value of the gift that we're in right now. 
which is singleness? Are you living in the season, the place that the Lord has placed you? Or are you trying to fantasize to where I want to be, hoping that if I think that way, then I'll get there? Singleness is your time to go all in on Jesus, fall in love with Him. Are you using that gift? Because I think for a lot of us, um, we have a big fear. So when I did um, some counseling in my own life a few years ago, I went through um, with somebody and, and we kind of walked through my story. Walked through my story. I told my story, told different events in my story, told different things that happened. And, and as we went through, there was three or four big kind of fears or lies, agreements, vows, whatever you want to call them, that we tend to make in our stories that we say, this happened, so I, I vow, or I, I will never do that again, or I always will do this. And, and one of those things is I had a fear of being alone. Fear of being alone. Why? Because, because I see, uh, as a young kid, I grow up, and, and we're living in this one place, and I begin to develop friends in, in this place called Clarksburg, West Virginia, where my dad was a pastor. And so I begin to develop friends and, and have relationships, and all of a sudden, when, when, when I finish kindergarten, we move, and we go to another place that's not even in West Virginia. We go to this place in the corner of Ohio called Connie, Ohio, about 20 minutes from Erie, PA. My dad pastors there. We're there for five years, and I begin to develop these great relationships. Even there's some girls that I like, and I'm like, this is great, but I'm still young, so I don't need relationships, but I think I need relationships. So, so I begin to develop all these relationships, and then those get ripped away. And so I just keep seeing these relationships get ripped out of my life, and I start to go, well, maybe I'll just always be alone. Maybe I'll just be alone the rest of my life, and I have a fear to be alone. And I think probably a lot of you want to be in a relationship because you don't want to be alone. One of the scariest places to be is with yourself. One of the scariest places to be is with yourself. And a lot of us can't handle being with ourselves. And so we'd rather jump into a relationship so somebody else can deal with us because we can't handle ourselves on our own. We need to get this out of our head that we're going to be alone for the rest of our lives. And who cares if you are? Should that affect your relationship with Jesus? Should that affect your relationship with other people, your friendships? No. Who cares if you're alone the rest of your life? You have the ability to pursue Jesus. You have the ability to to, to go all in and be a part of all these different things without these other responsibilities. That doesn't mean you don't care about being in a relationship. Just because you're in a season of singleness and somebody hasn't come along to be in a relationship doesn't mean you don't want to be in a relationship. I think we get all these things so confused and you're saying, well, Taylor, if I just focus on being single, then I'm not wanting to be in a relationship, so I'll never be ready for a relationship. Just start focusing on your singleness and a relationship will come along when it's ready, when God has somebody for you, but he wants you to fall in love with him. That doesn't mean when you get in a relationship, that part stops. Make sure you hear that. I didn't just stop loving Jesus once I got into a relationship. No, I still pursue him. I still go all in. It just makes it more difficult. Because you have other responsibilities and people you have to care for. Don't have a fear of being alone. And here's the last thing as I close this up. Many of you in here will eventually get married, but pursue God and let Him bring a relationship when it's time. When it's time, because look, 
Another thing we like to do is we like to force a relationship because we want to be in a relationship. I just don't want to be single anymore. So I'm just going to jump into a relationship, whether this person is somebody I should be with or not, because I don't want to be alone. And so you force it. You force it. I love what it says in Songs of Solomon. You want to read a pretty profound book, read Song of Solomon. It says in chapter 3, verse 5, Promise me, O woman of Jerusalem, by the gazelles and wild deer, not to awaken love until the time is right. Not to awaken love until the time is right. Because you have to understand, and I'm not going to get too far into this, we're human beings, okay? We have different desires. It's just our makeup. It's just how we are. We're meant to be in relationships. We're meant to be in intimate relationships. And so when we enter into relationships, there's hormones flying. There's all these different things flying, and it's only going to keep progressing. And so why waken a love when it's not ready? When you can't pursue these emotions because you're not even in a position to be even thinking about marriage right now. I'm not saying, because I want you to understand, I'm not against relationships in, in terms of like high school. Middle school, yes, I would say I'm against them. High school, I, I can't determine that for you. But what I want you to understand is you have an ability to do so much as a single person. You have the ability to do some amazing things because you don't have the responsibility of worrying about somebody else caring about somebody else, and so many of us are in this alley of singleness, and we're trying to get into the alley of a relationship, and so we can't even be satisfied in our singleness, so what makes you think you're going to be satisfied in your relationship? Jesus wants you and wants your full attention. Use your singleness to do that. Use your singleness to build a solid foundation. How would you like to... Go buy a house when you get married and you don't check out the foundation and really what's underneath is just sand. You go to move into that house, a bad storm hits, your house collapses because there's no good foundation on. If you're not taking this time to build a solid foundation, you're going to move into a relationship and it's going to collapse. Because you didn't take time to fall in love with Jesus. And now you've got busy schedules and now you're starting to have kids and so now how am I going to make it to church, I don't know. How am I going to spend time with Jesus on a daily basis? I'm just too busy. I can't be thinking about that. Take the time now in your singleness to fall in love with Jesus. Singleness is a gift. The question is, will you use it or not? I close with this story. Um, when I was all throughout growing up in high school, middle school, uh, I bounced from person to person in terms of relationships. I wasn't satisfied with myself. I wasn't satisfied in my singleness. I didn't see it as a time to fall in love with Jesus and not worry about relationships. So I just kept going from person to person. That when I got bored with one, I'd go to the next one and go to the next one and go to the next one. So finally, at one point, when I began counseling a little bit, I saw that I was in trouble. I was in trouble with my life. I wasn't focusing on the right things. I wasn't running down the right path. So I said, hey... I'm just done. I'm not going to worry about relationships. I'm going to worry about falling in love with Jesus. I'm going to worry about building my relationship with Him better and getting this vertical relationship right. And if this horizontal relationship comes along, then that'll be great. I did this for 21 years of my life, excluding probably the first probably five or six years. But I did have a girlfriend in kindergarten. 
She used to bring me gifts. Okay. So if you call that a girlfriend, that's what I call her. She brought me bouncy balls and all that kind of stuff, whatever. So, but I had all these relationships. So say from 5 to 21 for 17 or 16 years, I'm just bouncing around, bouncing around, bouncing around. And I said, okay, I'm done. I need to focus on this relationship. And so a year later, Shannon walks into my life. I don't talk to any girls. I don't worry about girls. I worry about following Jesus. And, and then as I start running after Jesus, I look over and I see somebody also running after Jesus. And I say, hey, that might be somebody I want to get to know a little bit. And so I get to know her. And obviously, you know, we're married now. But I took that time to get away from relationships and focus on my singleness. And a relationship came along. I don't want you to hear me say that if I don't focus on relationships, just like Taylor, somebody's going to come along. I'm not promising you that. But you're going to fall in love with Jesus. He's going to be the only one that matters. And you will have somebody come along in your life at some point. You will. It may not be the wife you're looking for. It may be a very intimate relationship in terms of a friendship with somebody who does life for you, with you. Even in your singleness, you're able to be satisfied with somebody that, that talks to you, challenges you, walks through life with you, and, and does your relationship with Jesus with you. Some of you, it will be a husband or wife. But somebody will come along. But we need to get out of the mindset of worrying about relationships and stay in the season we're in. And just accept the gift that God's given us. Singleness is a gift.